Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shane Van Gisbergen has been perfect. He has navigated the streets of Chicago to perfection. Welcome to the NASCAR Winners Club by Huey Friends. Hey guys, welcome back to Stacking Pennies this week. We are presented by Chili's, as you can see, with this gigantic Presidente Margarita Shaker gas can. We're going to tell you why this is here on set. And as also as you saw in the opening, Shane Van Gisbergen is going to make an appearance on the show. Excited to talk to him on just how driving on the correct side of the road is, because he doesn't know what that's like. Uh, we're also going to break down a little bit of Dale Jr. love we got in the download this week. Pit Road, Boats and Woes, Penny Stackers, all of it right here. And we got some chips and salsa. What don't we have on the show today? Because you better buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Crank up the volume because this is Stacking Pennies. Presented by you. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're out here stacking pennies. Hey, guys. Poor the joy here along with my best buddy, Ryan Flores, front tire changer of Ryan Blaney's Ford Mustang. How's it going? Doing great. How are you today? It has been 15 Long weeks since we watched Ryan Blaney hoist that championship trophy over his head. Now we trek down to the granddaddy of them all, the Daytona 500. Here we go. Uh, this is Stacking Pennies presented by Chili's this week. As you know, they are on my hot rod. I couldn't think of a better pairing. What is this thing? This is the Presidente Margarita gi- Gigante. The Gas Gigante. Can. So we did. Is this what your gas man's using this weekend? I think it is. Actually, that flow's really good. Be a hell of a marketing ploy. Dude. You we can ha- sponsor the car. We'll put your name on the hood. We'll also use the Presidente Margarita Shaker gas can <laughs> to fuel it on the money stop. <laughs> well, great story behind this fellow right here. Uh, we did a national commercial. It's going to be running during the first stage of the 500. And the premise of the commercial is hopefully we can show it in the YouTube after the after the show here. We'll try to, you know, wink, wink, try to squeeze it in there for you. But. I am like a mad scientist. I slide underneath the car. Uh, the crew chief walks up. So I have Ryan Sparks in real, ni- in real life as my crew chief. They had this other acting fella, so I named him Dusty Nuts. Um, no, you so did not. Dusty, no, but I did. In the sh- – in the No, I didn't oh. I didn't refer to him as Dusty Nuts. But just know when you see – that it, In the commercial, that's Dusty Nuts. That's Dusty Nuts. Yeah. Um, so Dusty Nuts come up like uh, like concerned, like what are you doing to the car? I come out and like, I've, I've – Legitimately had a lime glued to my forehead, salt like I'm a walking margarita. And I'm like, I figured it out. So I go run off camera, and I bring back this giant gas can, and I plug this thing in upside down with the neck like normal. And, like, I'm filling it up with a margarita. It's got little ice cubes in it. The company from Marble Movies that makes all the props made this thing. And I crank it up, and I'm like, Frankenstein right like it's come to life and then it puffs and it rattles and then it shoots green smoke out the hood it's freaking hilarious uh that was like a 12-hour day for a 30-second commercial so that was great uh, a lot of media comes along with a national brand like that but it's also a lot I got some pride just in the fact that Spire's at a place right now where 
we can attract a brand like Chili's. Pretty big deal. Yeah, it's a. It's always important for teams like that and any team. It's like it seems like getting a sponsor for the Daytona 500. That 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 race is what like 10x when any other race pays. What, what's that look 5X. like? 5x. 5x. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal for your season. Yes. <clears throat> oh, that can kick you off financially in a real good place for yeah. sure. And also because there's 5x more eyeballs on that, you can sell the the price per race to get on the cars double maybe triple yeah it's a big deal and get president and margaritas out of you. how many chilies oh great story right quick so we we had chilies delivered i did we didn't have chilies was so kind enough to deliver a whole smorgasbord we got oh, yeah. crispers we got sliders we got egg rolls we got obviously got chips and salsa and it shows up today and when I was working here with like Brandon McReynolds, when we were just kids, welding seats, we would go to lunch and we would go to this Chili's down the street every week, at least once a week. The bartender that we would go talk to, Jeremy, is the fella dropping the food off. Full circle. I said, holy <laughs> Jeremy. What what, what have mustache? you been doing? Yeah, the one with the mustache. Really? I said, what have you been doing? Apparently not much because you're still working in Chili's 15 <laughs> years later, but goes to show. What type of organization that place He's is? moved up the chain. No, he says, I said, are you a manager now? Are you like head chef? He goes, no, I'm still a bartender. Hey. I appreciate that. Hell I said, yeah. I don't remember what your name is, but I remember that your kid's middle name was Danger. Because when you told me no that 15 way. years ago, it blew my mind. So when he walked in, I said, holy cow, man, how's your kid? Middle name Danger. I didn't know his name. Didn't know the kid's name. He goes, yeah, he just got his permit. He was telling me that, like showing me the baby picture. I remember that when I was sitting at the bar eating salad i don't fajitas i don't know so just goes the world you. is a flat circle buddy goes to show you chili's great place to work too you could work there for two decades yep be content love your job uh so dude so, huge week big week running dude. the truck oh blue green truck looks great does chevy silverado gets my motor running uh should have won this one last year Led the most laps. I uh, was working with a spotter I wasn't familiar with, and he called to cover the bottom lane. Didn't I trust didn't him. trust him enough. It looked a little bit full in my spot mirror, and I didn't want to wreck the entire field, so I hesitated. And What's you can't win a race if you hesitate. What's his name, Joey? Joey Campbell. He did a good job for me all night. We covered lanes. We blocked back and forth, and all it took was one missed block. Rain came out. That was all she wrote. Just so we're going to get you. a little bit of vengeance this year. Is he, I know who's spotting for you this time? TJ. TJ, okay. So, so TJ Bell, my spot on the cup side, is going to be uh, having a headset on the, even 7 too. Um, it's pretty good. So the old 7 truck, Blue Green Vacations, Severy Silverado, Brian Patty, Screw Chief. Oh, that's good. He certainly knows how to make a truck go fast in a circle. And he make, knows how to make anything go fast in a circle. He knows how to make anything go fast in a circle. But we had a little team kickoff luncheon yesterday, and Dickerson said, hey, cup guys there's some real realistic expectations and here's the bonus structure and this and that but the truck teams were the only success is winning races and championships yeah that's it i mean they took over kbm so, so. I, I can touch on that real brief so we did a kickoff lunch and there's 140 people there now so we went from 25 to 35 to maybe 40 last year to now 140 uh, so it's pretty cool to see that group picture get bigger and bigger and Diggerson, all the crew chiefs, all the drivers said something. Uh, and I was sitting there. I spoke last. Um, I don't know how that worked out, but I did. And I got the boys fired up. There's one quick thing. So I always think about like a story or something to like, you don't want a corny story. You don't want whatever, right? So I, 
I go out to LA and the whole time I'm the flight out there is self-doubt. We've missed this show the last two years. Is do it I you? remember how to do this? Do I know, remember how to do this? It's Am been a I long off season. All that, that little noise in there, little Randy LaJoy in there. Too tense. Always too tense off. Right, are you good enough? Can Michael you go get it? Freaking Schumacher. Can you get it? Right. And you're just wrestling with that. So even when I got there, Kelly's with me. We're going to go to the track walk on Saturday morning. And it's still like nervous. Like, are we going to get in? I got to take a picture on the seventh row with my shirt off if I don't. Like, it's a big deal. Are they going to let me in the track with this hard card picture? Also stressful. So we get there and I we whip it into the, to the media center, which is the USC Trojans locker room. And I'm walking out. And the last thing that the Trojans see before they walk through the tunnel out into the field is the big saying that says, win the battle in your mind. Mm. And that was like an instant kind of perspective adjuster for me of like, okay, I'm having a battle in my mind with self-doubt. Time to win it. Right? Yeah. And I, it allowed me to lock in. So I told all the fellows that. got a lot. That was well received because – and I also said, hey, if you don't realize that there's a battle in your mind, you're probably losing. It's a six-inch battle right between the ears. That's it. It's what it is. Uh, and now we're headed to the biggest battle of them all. So the great American race, my friend. How do you feel? Okay. I I ask this because I, I see a lot of people. This is our year. We're going down there. Everybody thinks we're, they're going to win the Daytona 500 the week before. Everybody thinks they're going to go make the playoffs. They're going to go win a race. They're going to, everything's going to be better. Like they ended in Phoenix and then everything was magically cured and they haven't changed anything and they're going down there to win. What? And that's all fine and dandy. I could tell people I'm going to be great all day long. What do you think the biggest things you've done to be great this year are and what's going to get you to victory lane? It's a great question. A um, lot of additions in the engineering department at our place. The addition of Luke Lambert, another engineer in the 77. The addition of Steve Doran from the 71. The addition of both Carson and Zane, right? Those guys bring their own feel, their own successes with them to the table and their own knowledge of race car. But having – more engineering depth, a little bit more help from GM. Our our biggest weakness, I think, was just overall pace majority of the time. Yeah. We brought good pace every six weeks. We'd be a 12th to 15th place guy, right? It makes my job a hell of a lot easier when we unload and we're 11th versus 31st. Yeah. So now that we have a better grasp on vehicle dynamics, we can go unload and be in the top 20, right? And that just allows you to call the race differently, qualify better, and it sets you up for – Success. Where yeah, it's way easier to play when you're already in the ballpark, but if you're trying to figure out how to get in there to even get to the game. You won't even be able to get up the bat. Yeah. So now Ryan has a bit more help. Uh, Luke's brought a lot of great ideas to the table. Steve and, op- Steve and Dorn has is, is obviously brought a lot of ideas from – he's been uh, Harvick's engineer for 10 years. Uh, dog. <laughs> engineer without an engineering degree. Just a racer. Yeah. Thug, dude. Yep. So I got that redneck engineering degree. <laughs> I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's a redneck, but if he ain't got a car, certified, he's a sprint car guy. Yeah. Hey, he's a redneck. We're working on NASCARs. There's no better racer. There's no better engineer than a racer slash engineer. Like I mean, the list is long, right? He was working for the list Rodney successful Childers. ones along. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Paul. Wolf. Wolf. I mean, dude, we can just we can go rattle on this list all day. But so to answer your question, a lot of engineering philosophies coming in the door. A lot more help. A lot more uh, tire data. A lot more sim time. Uh, we still have great engines in, in Hendrick engines, uh, some new ways we're building the car. I've been working with Josh Wise and Scott Speed, so they've really changed my philosophy and my confidence at a road course with go-kart. Uh, we've been going to GoPro a lot, or I guess Trackhouse Motorplex now, doing a lot of stuff on tag carts, a lot of stuff on 
um, I racing, which you, everybody knows how much I love I racing, but it's oh, just yeah, you love it. I, big fan. Um, but I've five o'clock street stock race. I'm like molding my brain differently and, a, and a, going to the racetrack with different intentions and the preparations gonna be much different. Yeah. That's what I would call, I guess what, what I would call it that a lot of people go to go into a new season with is false confidence for sure. You know, it has to be earned confidence. Yeah, that's right. The one thing that makes me confident in you is the same guy that picked the champion this time last year, picked you hey. to be in the champion, to win a race and be in the, that's redneck Jesus, buddy. In the chase offs. Yeah, so I, I, my phone started blowing up yesterday. Um, I guess it had been last week when Dale Jr. was making his playoff picks and he slid the old seven Camaro in there. Let's go. As the dark horse. Uh, so, so Dale Jr. Download gave, us the, gave the fellows a shout out. Let's hear it. Spire improves performance on all their cars, uh, probably an average of five positions this year. Um, and I think the seven wins. So <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, that's that's kind of bold. Yeah, I think um, yeah. So we can go to our bold predictions. That's one of them. I think that Corey LaJoy takes Spire to victory lane. I believe that puts Corey LaJoy in the top sixteen in my Dang, sixteen. Man, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to take somebody out. Who's out? Busher. Okay. Really. Who are those other two guys on there with Dale Jr.? Losers. <laughs> that's well they didn't sound too confident in you is what i'm saying i don't sound, so, I, don't, I don't sound too confident in them neither i trust dale jr's position more than those two guys but uh i do ah, man chris boucher's a tough one to knock out three, three wins time last winner year, last year he but, was on a heater and he's consistently been better than the six listen um, i don't i don't care who you knock out i just hope you're in there I'm that. not looking forward to the week that you win a race, though, because it's going to be a long week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be a bender, buddy. Nonsense garage is going to be tuned might, up. Might be burnt down. If we win the 500, I, I, I have to apologize in advance. The, the closest chilies probably will be burnt to a crisp. Oh, Crispers, chicken crispers will be nothing but the remains. Going to melt that margarita mixer right down. <laughs> right down. If no, you... <laughs> I'll be drinking out of this son of a <laughs> if we win. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. No catch can just... Juice, talk about a beer bong of all beer bongs. This Presidente Margarita right to the dome piece. So, we're going to Daytona. I'm a thousand percent going to drink out of this, by the way. So, you've been going to Daytona for a while. You're going as a kid with your dad. Now, you're going as a driver. What are your fondest memories from watching your dad race and then as a driver? Dad didn't really run the 500. Um, he had all time wreck in 1983 Bro. or four. Uh, it's worth the YouTube. Big tumble. Dude. Um, the IROC guys were in the garage, and they said that his hood landed. Like Ray Abraham says, like the hood landed, probably 400 yards away. It was in a the garage, wreck. like bunk. Uh, so that was before I was even a thought. Uh, and I remember my dad had a lot of success there at Daytona in like the mid to late 90s, and then 2001 was the last time he won a Bush race, won three. I remember sitting up in the grandstands uh, for all of those. So that was always a cool experience to see uh, your pops get the dub there. Never really hung around for the for the cup race. I remember Dad trying to qualify for actually uh, front row motorsports. That was probably two thousand and six. Uh, missed the show um, for front row. Yeah, really? like I think it was like one of the first races they tried to make. Uh, so Bob Jenkins tapped Big Rand to try to get her yeah. to show. There was probably like sixty five cars there back in the day, but my all time memory and it's always a perspective adjuster for me is going down there for my first five hundred. So. Yeah. Uh, up to that point, so without giving the full context, I had no business driving a cup car. I had driven probably four or five, maybe 
10 Xfinity races prior to being the squeaky wheel with Ron Devine at BK to, and calling in a favor with Jimmy Johnson and Jimmy Johnson calling Ron Devine yep. and saying, hey, he can do it. And then Ron allowing me to be in for one event, which was the Daytona 500, to try to just like get the money rolling to the next couple. So we get going. I, at that point, had about 20 laps of super speedway experience. It was uh, I got wrecked by Brandon Jones in a bush race 20 laps into the show, and that was the extent of my drafting experience. Drafting practice rained out. We were oh. we were the slowest car there by, by like three tenths. Like there was ever the fastest car, then the last place car, then there was three more tenths, and then there was mine. I had to beat one car in the duels, Reed Sorensen. Speedy Reedy. And my car was like the uh the bad news bears. There was like three guys on our car. Like no matching shirts, just like yeah. here, here's this hot rod, let's just try to push her down the beach and see what happens. We got some money for this thing. See if we get in the yeah, show, we got great. Dust, if not, the fellow guy from Dustus Blaster wants to fly down here in his jet and, you know, see his car go around in circles. That's what we were. Yeah. So before my duel, the only person that was around my car, he was probably even setting air pressure, was Ron Devine, the guy that owned it. <laughs> I came down there and said good luck. Thanks, man. Appreciate no that. Um, and I'm, like, petrified, bro. I don't know what I don't know. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to learn how to draft in this duel. Meanwhile, I'm trying to make the biggest race of my life. And Ron Devine comes to the window net, and he goes, hey, big guy, um, you know, this this car doesn't have very much sponsorship this year, and if we probably don't make this race, we're not going to go. We're not going to go to the West Coast mm. Swing. Chase Elliott heading Hendrick. Yeah, Chase Elliott's flying over top of a nonsense garage right now. Um, and he puts the window net up, walks away. <laughs> I'd give a Ron Devine, the a team owner is your tire guy and your interior guy puts the window on it up. And your so, motivational speaker. It's like it's like uh it's like Days of Thunder. Oh man. Now what does he say? Uh now we're having sponsor trouble. Now we're having sponsor. We never we didn't have we didn't have any sponsors, so we didn't have any trouble. <laughs> There's no trouble. So puts the window up, walks away. And I give the belt a little extra tuggy tuggy. All right. Dear, dear Lord, please take the wheel like Carrie Underwood. Let's freaking go with this thing. The whole time, I'm glued like white on rice to the back of this 55 car. Wherever Reed goes, I'm going. Wherever I'm going, he's going. One mano y mano for last place and dead last place. And we get going, and I don't know what are the trigger areas. I don't know what the hot spots are, where the where you're supposed to make a pass. I'm just floored, bro. Like, Cold trickling. There's only one, there's one thing you knew. I had to beat this black car no, in front of me. That Jimmy Johnson told you that people get lazy in the tribal and you can plug them three wide. He did tell me because that. that comes up later in the story. Yep. So we go around. He stayed out on tires. I come in, got four four field goods, and we go out. And there's a last little run home, like 15 laps. And sure enough, you start getting a little free in through the through the tribal, especially on old tires like Reed was, and he was chasing it, and he'd leave the middle open, and I'm like, ooh, there it is. That's what he was talking about. Leaves it open. Three, four laps in a row, and I'm, like, trying to time my run so I can stick it in there right at the, at the flag stand. And I drag back a little bit through the middle of three and four, and I get the... <laughs> he leaves the middle open. I stick my right front fender in there, and it was just enough. And she funnels back down, 55, like slow motion. <laughs> right off, like, window, uh, rear deck lid flaps or roof flaps up. There he goes. Dude, he hit hard. He hit a ton. But um, but it wasn't malicious. No, I was just, well, I was trying to beat him. Well, yeah, you were trying and to I beat him. And I also but... didn't know, like, probably where I was supposed to be. But all I knew is there was a spot and I filled it. 
didn't work out good for him. Worked out great for me. Seven-time champ told you to do it. If, angle, angle. If he wants to be argument. mad at somebody, be mad Jimmy at Jimmy. Johnson. Call, call yep. him. Call Jimmy. So I, they bring me to the media center, and I'm there, and I don't. I still don't know what's what, right? But I, I know, know I'm in the Great American. Got hurt. Didn't know I got hurt. Didn't know that for like weeks. He definitely wasn't hurt the next week when he plugged me in the fence of Phoenix, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I'm sitting there at the media desk, and Marty Smith asked me, I don't know, something like, "What's it mean for you to make it?" And I just start like I got choked up. I think I said something like, "I'd have wrecked my grandmother to win, to I think make it was this your mother." <clears throat> but anyway, I'd have thought twice about. Anyway, you weren't grand. you weren't very apologetic. No. Because you didn't do it on purpose, but then people kind of have. I could. Sh- I can assure you this: if I do not make that race, I am You're not, not here sitting here. here. I'm no. well. I'm here. I'm welding seats. Yeah, yeah. That's right what I'm next doing. Door. Right, yeah. right on the other side of this wall. I'm welding seats instead of driving cup cars seven years later. So that is a monumental moment in my career, and that's my favorite Daytona 500 memory. That's good. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I. Oh yeah. yeah what about yours, man? Well, we won it. That was a lot of fun. Cool. No flex, My, I, I think the cool the flex, one, dude. yeah, the the one that I think about, other than that, and it's like the emotions of the Daytona 500. Are just, I was, I was thinking about this. Sorry to cut you off, but I want to get, I want to, I want to hear your, your, your emotions of. I think about you. Just think about what you do, what you'd say, all this, right? You try to like visualize the outcome or visualize how you're going to do it. I could only imagine, like, doing a burnout. And on the front of Daytona, but then all the picker guys were running across the ball field, right? You guys booked it across the ball field. Oh yeah, the thing that I remember the most about that like was the getting, opposite like, of walk of shame. You get there and you're the at the run car. Of yeah, you're at the car, and it's like your ground level. Well, then you look up and you see banking. Then you look all the way up, and all you see is people. Uh-huh. When you get that close, it's really cool. But the one like that, like okay, so you visualize like winning, and like you win, and you go to you go to victory lane, and it's like. This is what it's going to be. Uh-huh. And really, my daughter was crying because she was afraid that the planes were going to fly back over and crew was crying because the fireworks were too loud. <laughs> like, so, but the the one that I remember is like the, when, the whole week of speed weeks when you're trying to win it as a crew guy, especially because you really don't have, like, you don't have, I guess you don't have like a lot of say in, in what you're doing yeah. as a crew guy. You're just kind of part of the team and trying to help your team, but it's, it's one of those races that you want to win in your career. And we finished second with Blaney in the 21 car when Kurt Busch won. And it was just one of those weeks where we were really close with the Xfinity car. We were down there all week long. I hadn't been home. And I came home that night, and my you're, you know your nerves are just shot? Yeah. So I get home. My nerves are shot. I go in to take a shower. And Chris was, like, looking at me kind of, like, weird with anticipation. I go in the bathroom, and there's a pregnancy test sitting there. <laughs> and she's like, we're having a baby. And I was like, oh my God. Like, this is, it was just like all too much. And that's when I found out we were having Harper. It was like right when I got home from finishing, we our team finished second day, 2500. So my nerves were already shot. And then I got that and I was like, oh my God. I'm, mm. Like, I, I don't know that I've ever been that emotionally unstable since. So a lot of good memories. Now we get to spend a couple, now we get to spend a couple thousand dollars at uh, Disney, Disney World, World. every time we go down to Daytona. Worth because it. Because of that. It's worth it. But Tickets are much more than I expected for Disney World. They didn't build that place 
I reckon not so. selling tickets. Walt's doing just fine. His oh. frozen body somewhere tucked away in the basement <laughs> is doing just fine. His yeah. pockets are fat. Amen. In the ice cube. But talking about Daytona five, uh, 500 memories, we have many because we've been doing it for a long time. There is a fella coming here from New Zealand that has no idea what's about to happen. He's going to go make his first Daytona memories this season driving the colleague WeatherTech number 97. Uh Pumped up. He's already joined us once on the show and then proceeded to whoop our ass. Uh, so he's going to be a regular call-in. Uh, very frequently, he's going to give us an update on his coming to America journey, uh, his acc- acclimation to ovals. But I'm excited to hear about his acclimation down at Daytona Beach because SVG, guys, is coming up right after this. Stay tuned. Okay, guys, for the first time ever, Chili's has given you the opportunity to be a winner at Daytona with the catcher Rita on my Camaro going down there. Try to scan the QR codes on my Chili's car for a chance to win free Chili's gift cards or a VIP race experience. But it won't be easy. Some be going 200 miles an hour. So you better get out, get out your phone camera and try to get them codes. Or go to Chili'sCatcherita.com for rules and regulations. Make sure you drink responsibly and don't try this in your car. All right, guys, liked, we had hinted about all show. We are welcoming SVG back. He was one for one on his appearance on Stacking Pennies, and he proceeded to kick our ass at Chicago. But now he said, I did it once. I'm going to try to do it for 36 weeks, coming from New Zealand to the States, trying to acclimate to nothing but fast food there is to eat here. Welcome to Stacking Pennies, Shane Van Gisberg. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Man, so... When we when I presented the idea to you, I, t- I ripped a page out of uh, Pat McAfee's book with having Aaron Rodgers on it every week. It's always a, people anticipate it, look forward to it, and I felt who is a fella that know that somebody really wants to care and know about an entire different culture. Learning has already shown success in NASCAR, and he's going to go the way of Juan Pablo Montoya, the way of Marcus Ambrose, and try to carve his way in NASCAR. And I thought, who better than you, buddy? So you signed up. You said yes to jump on Stacking Pants with us. Excited to talk to you. Appreciate you doing that. The first thing we talked about is that you, for a couple days, were getting in the car on the wrong side in the morning. That blew my mind. <laughs> and, and and driving up the road on the wrong side as well. When there was no one around, I would just get – I'd lose my bearings, so – I've kind of got it got it figured now, but roundabouts, man. They, I keep driving around the roundabout the wrong way out of track house. So have, have you had? Have you gotten any close calls by that doing that? No, no, it's good. It's good. Well, it only takes me a couple of seconds. I go, oh, but thankfully, no one really sees when I go to get in the car on the wrong side. I just pretend I'm putting putting my bag in or something on the other side. That that's funny, man. I'm sure that that's just like one thing of the laundry list of things that's like <laughs> new and unusual. Is there anything that like you still now you've been here for probably 6 weeks or so if not more. Is there anything that still sticks out like that just not, does not make any sense? Yeah, no, it's all stuff's pretty good here. Stuff makes sense after a while, but the weather's tough getting up in the morning in the dark and sub-zero or you know, below freezing and it, that's tough, but um, that's been a big change. I've never really lived in any any place this cold before. You know, we don't really have a winter where I was living in Australia. So 
it's um yeah the weather's been a shock but everything else is pretty good pretty normal really so how, what go ahead how was the how was moving all your stuff and your your dog and all like how was that trip over here well for me it was okay like i i just brought two suitcases and i'm and i'm happy but um, my girlfriend's got a lot more stuff than i do so we got a, a box of stuff that's coming hasn't arrived yet but yeah she's making do with only 10 10 pairs of clothes instead of 100 or whatever she's got but um it's uh it's been good the dog was a big trip um he came in the new year so we were here for a few weeks sort of traveling around and doing stuff and he came a bit later and uh we picked him up from new york and and drove him down here which was you know we did it over a day and a half or something so what do you think of, for him he, he struggled in the cold yeah well that's what he's yeah that's what he said he dog goes out there like what the hell is this dude where did you bring <laughs> me you brought me to freaking alaska yeah. how was like manhattan <laughs> like you ever been there seen all like that's always an experience no never never so even going to new york like that's it was freezing there. i've never never been somewhere that cold so I don't think, and I've said this multiple times in the show, when, so I was really excited when they put a, a deal together with you. I think stuff had probably been in conversations even prior to Chicago, but then you knocked it out of park in Chicago. One of the all-time greatest V8 supercar drivers, I've, and, and in your prime, right? I feel like when we have gotten international guys to come over and try their hand at it, they're either on the back end of their career, or they didn't get it with the great team, and they really never got a shot. You – in conjunction with Trackhouse, through Colleague, you're going to have all the tools with the simulation, who I'm, I'm sure you probably spent hours on already. You're working with Josh Wise, who's the best in the business when it comes to just preparation for a driver. So what? where's your confidence level going into a super speedway, which is unlike anything you've ever done? <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't really know. So, you know, it's as you say, well, actually, it didn't really – we didn't really have a plan, you know, before Chicago, but once it went well, stuff just snowballed, and I've gone from doing, you know, three cup races and ten Xfinity to now a full season and you know at least six cup races. So it's crazy how things have snowballed, and the opportunity, as you say, is is massive. Jumping in a car that's capable of winning races in both series, and you know, a program that's going to really help me learn and fit in with the simulator and, and the training. Man, I've been watching uh, watching the Super Speedway races, the Xfinity, and also the ARCA race, and uh, I think it's going to be an experience. It's pretty pretty crazy watching that stuff. It's so left field from anything I've ever done. No, oh, you probably should have probably shouldn't watch those Just ARCA don't races. Don't watch it. Don't so, watch the ARCA races. They we they call those the Organ Donors Two Hundred. <laughs> they have. I I don't want to like make you nervous, but. The, they are known as the Organ Donor 200, but your I'm sure you have a nice stuff will be fast day. enough where be you hopefully enough. can stay out of there. Did you do your test down there? Yeah, so everyone, everyone, including you guys, speaks so bad about Arca. But, <laughs> no, I, I, I expected the worst, and I got there to as a Pinnacle Racing Group as a team, and like the car's brand new and it's amazing. The team's awesome, so no, no, it's not, it's away. not your car that you yeah, have to worry it's not about. Yours. It's the guy that's driving <laughs> yeah. Sterling Marlin's car from two, 1998 is the guy you got to worry Truth about. Truth be told, if you're racing for <laughs> if you're racing for Pinnacle, the guy building your Arca cars is the guy that built all Corey's cars when he was coming up out of here the seat shop. So you're in good hands with Steve-O. Have you yeah. ever – now there's a track. What's it called? Is it the Thunderdome? What's it called in Australia? That's the, Thunderdome, yeah. Ha, did you ever run on that? 
Uh, I drift. I did a drift event on the front straight backwards that went into the pit lane. That's about it. But Damn. So you drive around the banking in a rental. It's rough. So you've never been on anything like Daytona before. What was that like? Uh, well, I've done the Rolex there, so I kind of mm. felt the banking. But you're always coming out of a corner onto the banking, so I haven't really felt, hadn't felt driving into the banking at speed before. It's an experience, buddy. Yeah, the draft like, will be fun. But too. that's also like. <clears throat> Generally speaking, your first time seeing Daytona is when you're like a 19-year-old kid, 20-year-old kid, right? This guy's doing street courses at 160 miles an hour. So, like, he Daytona, the Daytona, like, wow factor isn't quite as big because he's done about everything. You, I mean, Nuremberg Ring you've been on, right? There's, like, so many places that you've been at that are bucket list items for everybody else. It's just, like, another one. But it's just so vastly different wow. than what, what you've ever done. Yeah, well, I, ha I hadn't been to Daytona for, uh, I think, start of 2020, I did the Rolex there. And still, like, when you arrive at the track, you know, you forget how big the grandstands are and, and then driving around, you forget how banked it was. And, and, like, I did a lap running up by the wall just to do that. And you're looking at the ground, you're a long way off the ground. Like, it's a, it's a pretty cool feeling. Like, a track like that is still, still a wow factor for me when I turn up there. So we, we've talked about this multiple times, but uh, I think you have so many people, whether it's through Trackhouse, uh, they made the announcement a couple weeks ago, you and I are joining KHI Management to more or less get mentored by one of the greatest of all times, as well as help with a lot of other business stuff. Who has been a couple of those people? Because you have to weed out a lot of the noise, right? Because everybody's going to tell you what to do. Everybody's going to tell you what restaurant to go to. Everybody's going to tell you what cone you should lift at. But who are the people where like you really focus and are trying to apply what their what their opinions are? Yeah, there's a well, there's a lot of people, you know, Kevin Kevin Harvick's been great so far, just lots of little basic stuff that I've never thought about. And my crew chief at Corlick, Bruce Schlicker, like all that just the basic stuff like coming down pit road, what to look for and you know, the rules about driving through pit boxes, stuff I don't really know, but um, and also Marcus. Marcus has been great. Um, a few months ago sent me like a whole list of things just for what I should be used to and how to fit in, how to sit, you know, and relax in the car rather than, you know, fighting it and just lots of little things of, and Marcus has been great because he's just, you know, it was 15 years ago or whatever, but he's done this transition that I'm doing. So he's been through it and, you know, you get lots of little pieces of advice from everyone. You just, you learn pretty quick who to, listen to and not not to listen to what are some what are some big hitters that marcus is telling you because i've always said that marcus was an underrated dude carrying on shouldering rpm when they were at the bottom bro dude. marcus ambrose was damn good but he didn't get yeah he didn't, he didn't get he didn't, it was the when timing. the equipment was like the, the equipment was obviously now it's way closer with the cars but it was just so much vastly different he was behind the eight ball just with equipment for sure i think yeah, then he set yeah. the he tried to set the track record in michigan still it was like 212 miles an hour like the guy is an absolute animal the yeah. tasmanian devil if you will so what are some things that marcus is kind of like big hit items like hey don't go to this bar after the race it gets a little scary like what <laughs> like what are some things that he's telling you <laughs> uh, it, was, it was mainly all driving stuff like how to feel the car set in the corner and i even felt it at daytona like you know, we driving with a steering box, how you're driving down the straight and the car's kind of loaded to the right. Then as you turn in, n nothing kind of happens, you know, and then the steering box kind of kicks in and you feel the car load up on the tire. Just um, 
there's a, it's only you know you're still flat into the corner there, but there's that small moment where nothing happens, where you have a bit of a oh is this thing going to turn? You know, yeah, just stuff like that um, to be be prepared for. Let the car sort of work underneath you, and I think especially these Xfinity cars without the downforce, you kind of just got to let the car do the work because you're reacting to all these little things, and by the time it by the time you correct it and catch up, you know it's it's already happened way behind you. You got to kind of let the car flow a bit. So uh, lots of little things, and then just you know mainly being comfortable. Like these races are longer than anything I've ever done before, especially when I go and do the double on the Coke 600 weekend. Like that's um, it's a thousand miles of racing, and normally the longest race I do is a thousand kilometers, and we have another driver to help me through it. So. I don't know how many, I don't know how long a thousand kilometers is. What is that? We're 1,000% the standard measuring system here. Yeah. Um, 600 miles probably is our longest race. So, yeah, doing two of them on a long weekend, it's going to be tough. But I've seen your calves, buddy. I know you're built for 900 miles. No (laughs) problem. I'll tell you one thing about the the first time I went to Daytona. Now, everything my dad tells me, I look at him like, yeah, right. Like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. He told me one time, he's like, hey, when that thing gets out of shape, at it, it Daytona, preface, at Daytona, that thing gets out of shape, just don't do nothing. Just let the car do the work. I said, uh, that doesn't make any sense. I got in a hairy spot in the duel. Somebody packed my left rear air, and that thing was, like, wrecked. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to Dad. And that thing did one of these, and it came right back straight. And I'm like, holy it worked. He was right. It worked. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, so you'll be in one of those positions and just do as Randy LeJoy said. Just don't do nothing. Just hang on. Like we only did um we only did single car running in the ARCA test and man at that speed, like what the air does to the car and how it moves it around, it's it's crazy. So when I get two and three wide, that's gonna be a bit of an experience, I think, for the first time. Now I seen your crazy ass Kiwi self. You like to dabble in four ten sprint cars over there. I saw Kyle Larson extend the olive branch out, do some high limit racing. How many uh how many offers have you had to drive different stuff? And is that something you, you would uh think about doing? Yeah, and even there was a, a message about doing chili bowl and a midget too, but I think I think mid year I'll start to, you know, do some stuff. I I definitely gotta focus on this challenge first and getting a rhythm and a routine with the NASCAR life, but yeah, I want to do some sprint cars again later on. And, you know, if, if the team guys are happy with me doing it, Justin and I briefly talked about it. So it'd be cool if he started up his sprint car team again. That would be that'd be good. I'd love to. Jeez. Big is, things in the work. Is there one Is there one place? I guess it's always great. Because, like, we, we've been doing this, going to the same racetracks for years. Is there a place when you haven't been on the, you know, you haven't been on this schedule like we are, is there a place like a track that you look at that like we wouldn't think of that you're like I'm excited to get there? I don't know about that place. Uh, I guess like everyone tells me, oh, you're gonna crash it at uh, Texas Turn One. It's difficult. You'll need to back up there, and then Darlington's tough. That's gonna be a hard one for you. And I think those two tracks are what people's talked about the most for me. So I guess those ones. You know, that's why I'm here to challenge myself and you know get out of my comfort zone a bit so those kind of tracks i know they're not going to be easy but yeah i can't wait to go there and i've been watching those races they don't look easy so it'll be fun to get there yeah i uh you're a real one man uh, turn one of texas isn't it actually bit my ass earlier near so i probably <laughs> shouldn't say that i spun out back in the fence um 
did need a backup car, but like what I the car the tracks I think about that have a high pucker value Dover. is Dover. Dover. Like I don't know. Yeah. You don't even, I don't even know where that's at. It's in Delaware. I'm not even sure. Delaware, very unassuming. Very, very unassuming. unassuming. It's place. always foggy, always gray. But you just know when that first fella rips it off down the front straightaway, and you're watching from the pitch, you're like, "Holy shit, I don't know if I signed up to do this." <laughs> Every I time. I that on the on the sim the other day for the first time, and never really done that track. It's gnarly. Looks pretty difficult the way the car loads into the banking. It's gnarly. It is. Gnarly. It's super fun. Super fun. Now you've been. How many over or under? Over or under? D- general sim session is three hours. I'm gonna guess that you've probably been in there fifteen times, maybe more. A hundred hours? You do you think? A lot here. You think? Have you think over or under a hundred hours so far? Have you been in the simulator? Uh, probably not as much as you think. I think I had four, four or five sessions. Yeah, so I've done two, two cup ones and three Xfinity, and then. Uh, we're in again tomorrow morning, so nice. should be um, should be good to get a bit more. But yeah, not not too much, I guess. Unique situation, right? Trackhouse driver, trackhouse affiliate, more or less farming you over to call like another Chevy partner uh, to get some laps in and get some experience outside of the trackhouse shop, essentially. Uh, how has that been? We're spending you're spending a lot of time up there in Winston Salem on the grounds of of colleague as well as over there in concord i'm sure so how's that balance been yeah it's been cool like still i feel part of both teams and then yeah the xfinity side is um it's pretty impressive the effort that goes into their shop and how much prep and all the cars lined up when i first went in there you know in supercars we have one car for the whole season so i went in there and there's like 20 chassis being prepped it's um it's pretty mind-blowing for me at the moment um, but yeah, the, the cup side's good too. Um, how that all work with track house and Corlig is, is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, six, six, seven races at least so far at some pretty cool tracks. So I'm looking forward to that and yeah, plenty of, uh, I think it's 40 plus races so far. So pretty busy. Wait till you add some sprint car races to that too. Mm. Yeah. Hope so. Well, it was with Harvick too. Harvick will surely have him at the car um, store He'll be race driving some late yeah. ball stock and <laughs> Caraway too, I'm sure. <laughs> We're pulling yeah, for you, man. We're excited. The better, I think. We're excited to see. We're, we're excited to see you, and you can do it. That's what I'm most excited about. There's nobody been really successful. I'm more. I'm. I think I'm. I mean, I'm excited to see the racing, but I'm. I, my buddy, you know George George Medecki. Um, he yeah. was my roommate here when he lived uh, lived over here, and I just was very interested in seeing him adapt to American life. So I am. Excited to see you race, but I am more excited to hear the stories of you adapting American life and seeing yeah. NASCAR some this, fans. Some of this stuff just blow your mind, bro. He hasn't yeah. even got because because Chicago was a rainout essentially. You didn't get to see the NASCAR fans at their finest. You are going down to people watching heaven because there are some great well, looking, lovely fellows down yeah. there in Daytona Beach. I think I'm doing like an infield to a uh, kind of documentary at Talladega. So that's yes. Be an experience. Yes. Going and seeing all the people there. I've seen a couple of videos of that. It looks pretty loose. <laughs> <laughs> Very loose. Very loose yeah. is a good word for it. All right. So as we asked you in when you were on in studio the first time, we asked three questions. I'm, I'm going to need your help to come up with a fourth. Question number one is one car and one track for the rest of your life. What do you go with? 
Oh, I haven't changed from last time. It was that uh, McLaren GT3 car at Bathurst. Like it was one of the best driving experiences I've ever had. It was really cool. That's a norm. I still go when I need some entertainment every now and then. I'll pull up. Uh, who's the Penske guy? Scotty McLaughlin. Scotty McLaughlin's lap at Bathurst, just an electric. electric he said it. Lap. Oh, I asked him after you you told me to ask him about blocking your door. Was that or did he block? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he's like, it was an accident, he, man. He blocked said, his door. I said, uh, yeah, it would be a pretty cool story if I did it on purpose. Yeah, I didn't, unfortunately. Uh, I think the second question is the most embarrassed you've ever been at the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, I hit the I hit a medical car once when my uh, when my steering broke, and I was trying to get back to the pits, and then just swerved me straight into this brand new Porsche medical car. I crashed into it pretty good. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah, that's what, dude. What the the Juan Pablo? You ever seen the Juan Pablo one at Daytona? You when won't be able to outdo that one. When his yeah, truck, when his get, get yeah. Dry, yeah. When his truck arm crash. broke. Yeah, that was big. Mm. That was. That was big. That was big fire. I'm going to make – this is what I'm thinking for a fourth. This is what okay. – tell me if you like it or not, if it's dumb, because it will change it. Um, if you had to design one track, what do you design? What shape, what size, what is the surface, and where would you put it? Uh, I like the Nürburgring, like something like that. That's pretty much got every corner you can have. It's got a bank corner with the carousel. All through the forest, long straights, crafty corners, every yeah. Nurburgring's a pretty perfect track. Where would you put it? In your backyard? Uh, yeah, somewhere in New Zealand, in the countryside there. That'd be pretty cool. I don't even know what I haven't even yeah. thought about that question. Probably field filler fairgrounds. Right out here. Right man. out here in the back. Canaveral is best North track Carolina. ever. <laughs> well, we gotta get that fire back up. We need that we need this we need this guy out here sliding around with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, SVG man, I appreciate you coming on. I know you got a lot of prep work going, rolling down to Daytona this week. We wish you luck. You can do it. You're with the right group. Uh, you got you got what it takes, and I'm sure our fans are going to be sticking around with you as well. So, and when that crazy shit was in the Arca race, go. Oh, those <laughs> sons of guns were right. Folks <laughs> were right. You're gonna be just you're gonna be just fine, buddy. Just make sure those belts are a little bit tighter than usual. And that's it. You're going to be yeah. just fine. Yeah, I've been told to do that already. Yeah, yep. just give them things a little extra tuggy-tuggy and you'll be just fine. <laughs> All right. Hey. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Shane. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is time for our favorite segment, my favorite segment. Grading some paint schemes. Oh, the old paints, Daytona 500 style paint scheme review. I, I'll tell you though, just like the first time you walk through the garage at Daytona and you see all those vibrant colors, mm -hmm. palm trees. Freshly powder coated paint equipment. 
Smell that salt water. Mm. Fire me up, buddy. I love it. What are we What are we looking at this week for the 500 paint schemes? With first one up, what is it? The first number four without Kevin Harvick in it. Wow. Josh Berry, Sonny D-Light Ford Mustang. Don't hate it. Um, I don't. I don't love the new little thing we got going on with the the words above the grill. Yeah. It first appeared with the fast and all Chris Busher's car, which I didn't hate it there. You can't really tell what it is. It says boldly original. Um, who doesn't love Sunny Delight? And we're actually going to change our gradings because sometimes it gets a little confusing what it is. Is that a 93 like it was back in the day, or did they just make it a little easier for everybody else? So it's 90. We're going to go with numbers. Okay. We're going to go with numbers like a pizza review here. I love the Sunny Delight bottle on the on the side. Don't love the lines going through the number, as you guys know. Yeah, that's kind of wavy. It kind of makes me thirsty think, looking at it. Uh, I like the yellow bumper. I'm going to go 7.3 on the Sunny D-Light. 7.4, nod to the number. Great number. That's a great I'm, – I'm not even going to add much. I don't like, like – I second what you said. I think where the boldly original is, I think that's for the manufacturer. That needs to be like a blue oval or something that's in a weird spot. I kind of like Stuart Haas's new logo there on the left side bumper. Shh. But that's what that's what it looks like to me. Shh. Number two. Eighty four. Seven time. Seven time coming back to the beach. Uh I like this. I like this a lot. This doesn't this Toyota camera doesn't really give me shamu vibes like the other one does. It's got the chrome bumpers. That bro, I forgot to bring this up. When what? I watched the clash, every time I saw a Toyota, all I could think about was freaking Shamu. <laughs> I was like, that's damn it. Look at that. Like, it still looks, it looks every like, time actually like an orca. They'd, they'd come on this certain view, like, of the backstretch of the car coming to you, and every time it was 11, all I think of was mm. splash zone. Don't sit in the front row. Splat. Those guys are in, this camera's in the splash zone. Mm. So That's what they sound like in the tank. Uh, but this one is a big blue orca whale. Carvana coming back. Uh, big nod to Richard Petty. It, their 75th anniversary of the Petty family being involved in NASCAR. I like this. I like simple. I like the number somewhat Dollar Tree <laughs> on the quarters. Carvana's big brand bringing to the table. Don't love the hood logo so much because it's just a car with a halo on top, but I get it. Um, I'm going to go 8.4. Yeah, I'd give, it a, I'd give it a high 8 too. 8.5 right there with you. I like four. all the – I don't know why that number's just popping up to me, but I'm going to go 8.4. 8.4. Huh, that's just... Next. All right, I saw this car yesterday, the other day in the shop. The the red foil numbers on Zane Smith WeatherTech Camaro are so chef's kiss. Or is the red on the car foil, foil numbers? No. Nope. It doesn't match. I hate... The, the red foil numbers don't match. Yeah, but I hate how the red is on top of red. I, you know, I don't love that either. I'm not, I'm not sitting here giving this thing a 10. I'm just saying I like the red foil. Did Kevin, did Kevin design it? Or Kevin Wilson. I, this is probably a track house thing. Okay. Because if it's Kevin Wilson, I'd because bump I, it up a little bit. I'd imagine that SVG's 97 WeatherTech car probably looks very similar, so they're probably wanting to keep some consistency there. You can see the that WeatherTech on the quarter panel. You can probably see that thing from or- Orange Beach. Um that W you can probably see from the Goodyear Tower and the Goodyear Blimp. The red full numbers. I'm gonna give it more than I'm gonna give it more than than what Jimmy's scheme was. I'm gonna go eight seven. I didn't even realize that was a W on the hood until he just said that. I thought it, <laughs> like I was like, oh, there's a W on the hood. I like it a lot. You know, 
I'm a big fan of white race cars, and I right there. I'm not I haven't disagreed with one of your numbers yet. Five car Valvoline. Okay. Um, don't love it, um, but they don't have lines going through the number. That's at least that's a three tenths of a bump. Uh, Valvoline's an iconic brand. I'm sure that thing's going to be a hot rod running up front. I like how the white kind of goes ar- the white stripe goes around the contingencies there to kind of separate them. Here's what I like, and as I said la- last week, I like it when the sponsors are placed and then the, de- the scheme is designed around that. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, don't love the color combos where they're placed, if I'm being really picky, but I think I like this a little bit more. I don't love going over the front tire so much. Um, looks a little weird, but I'm going to go 8-5. Dude, I'm giving this thing a flat five. Flat five? Yeah, we're Hendrick for Hendrick. Like, I don't. Hendrick they, is graded on a different standard. They have some of the best looking race cars, most iconic looking race cars. That right there, not great. Straight five for me. Ooh. Thirty four car. It looks the same as every other year. Um, seven, five. Yeah. Six, seven, seven, three. I feel like I'm my no. My answer's already stuck at seven. Five. You're feeling nice today. Yeah, well, because any race car is a cool race car. I just don't like yellow. That's your own prerogative. <laughs> I know. Not any race car is a cool race and car. And then the some, last Some one race up, cars suck. I disagree with that. Oh, I can tell you. Race cars with checker flags on it definitely suck. No, dude, a lot of people sent, sent over. Keep, keep yeah, tweeting Yeah, there's a lot of people sitting there on Photoshop trying to make it look like cars with checker flags in one race. It's not happening. They didn't have Photoshop not in happening. 1990. Not happening. Cool, man. Keep sending your Legends cars in with fake victory lane sh- shots. That's pretty cool. Don't run checker flags on your car. How now, about what seven? you can run is a margarita on the side of your car. Ooh. That hot rod. I'll tell you what. I think it was a match made in heaven because the 7 really and truly is just a bent chili pepper. It looks like the Chili's logo. It's got – now that it's red, it definitely definitely works. Um, so, as you see, there is a, a margarita glass tipped back with the Ketcherita and the QR code. So, there's a couple QR codes on the hood. There's a couple QR codes on the deck lid and the quarter panels. And if you are quick enough, and you probably won't be, you might be able to get your camera phone out and scan one of those for some Chili's gift cards or even a VIP experience mm. to Austin, Texas, down to Circuit of the Americas. So get your remote ready, and when that thing pops up, whether it's in Victory Lane or wherever it's at, hit pause, scan it, get some stuff, and go on down to Chili's. Um, but as you know, I got to point out, the margarita glass is touching the number. Mm. Instant couple tenth deduction. Um, I think the fact that we, since we're dragging, bringing Chili's national brand into the series, into their first Daytona 500, I feel like that's worth a little bit of something, something. Uh, also, very interactive paint scheme because we're getting given the chance for people to get some free margaritas, get some free crispers, get whatever they want to. Fajitas. So because <laughs> of that, said interactive, I'm like, wait, are you delivering stuff with this thing? Or maybe does it, does it have a tap? The race on it? doesn't work out good. Maybe I have to start delivering delivering chilies. The DoorDash guy. Um, I'm going nine. It'd be a if the martini glass or the the glass wasn't going through the numbers, it'd be like a nine f- four. But I'm gonna go flat nine. Yeah, man. I think it's cool. Need no, some, no, no. it probably needs some checkered flags. But other than that, I think it's, it looks good. I think the chilies could be bigger on the side. Um, I like the chili pepper. It's an iconic brand. Ketcherita's on the hood. Now, um, does it not say chilies? It just has a 
chili sign with on the, the S next to it? No, on the side there. There, there is chilies. There's a big, large chilies text on the door. Yeah, and then the, there's a chili pepper, which is there all. This is what I'm literally wearing on my sweatshirt right now. On the quarter panel. The, on the quarter panel. So there's chilies, that's a chili chilies. pepper with a Bostrias. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I hey, I'm down. Okay, cool. Um, and that's all we got for a couple pre-release paint schemes. Make sure you guys tune in. NASCAR, the app, usually has a whole rundown of paint schemes, and I'll, I'm curious to hear what other people grades. Yeah, let us know what they are. Curious. Uh, but we're gonna keep this show moving and grooving and wrap this thing up. Stay tuned, guys. This is Stag and Pennies presented by Chili's. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to everybody. This is Stack and Pennies presented by Chili's. It is time for some pit road boats and woes. The Great American Race can be won on pit road or it can be lost on pit road. A lot of different strategies, a lot of different fuel strategies, some right side tires, some four tires, some no tires. What's it going to all shake out here on Sunday? Gas. See yeah. this margarita mixer gas can? Need all us? of it. It's going to be about gas mm. and how you get, if you save gas, if you got enough gas. As my buddy, we talk about him a lot, Andrew Lackey says, I'm in distribution, not consumption. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be about, and I'm excited to get down there um, and get this season just kicked off, and, and uh, I'm more excited to get to the West Coast and really start competing on pit road. See what's what. Yeah, you still don't know what it, – it's all just a little bit of talk. Haven't seen anybody really take any hot stops yet. Everybody's posting some pit crew practice videos. You don't know who – there's no boots on the ground yet. Nope. Nope. Boots on the ground really come maybe Atlanta, still probably a few mileage race, but we go to Vegas and it'll be hammered down. Yep, Vegas, Phoenix, and then you go to Phoenix, you know, where you're going to decide the championship. So, yeah, I'm excited to get going. And uh, not a lot, like we talked about last week, not a lot of changes. The, man, the rear tire changer on the, all like the mechanics wear winning pit crew last year, the six car, was madder than a snake this week. Why? They. Who was it? Uh, Stephen Price. Oh, dog. Um, so our rear changer, Zach Price, had had some button issues where you go to hit, they, you switch the button from off to on, so you smack it. Yep. You go hit the hub, and then the reverse valve would switch back. Mm. So they stiffened the button a little bit, and Stephen Price did not like that. And because boy, it, was he vocal about it. Because you don't get a say in that. You don't get to choose what's what. They, you used to. Yeah. You used to be able to set it with set screws back when we had old hammer guns with five lug nuts. You'd set it with a O-ring that was different uh, stiffness, mm -hmm. and it would be temper temperature variant. Now they set it and forget it. It's all locked down. Um, so you have to pick one of your three guns that you like best, and it might be harder to change. Turns out Steven did not like that, so he <laughs> had some choice words for Zach Price. Uh and it, it was on kinda, social media no just kind of between everybody it was kind of a funny hmm. funny thing that went on all week uh, i thought it was a joke at first but he was actually pretty mad big mad as far as who i think the top pickers are going to be this year like we're reading on the rundown it's gonna be hard to say it's gonna be you know well who's top of the sheet last year hendrick 
24 car. See, it's a little bit skewed because the mechanics were a deal. Like, okay, so the six car mm. is racing the 24 for the mechanics were a deal. Mm. The 24 goes to Phoenix in the championship four, mm. right? The six car doesn't. They just go there to win the mechanics were a deal. Mm-hmm. So, like, the I know intention's that different. pit stops or whatever, but then the six just barely jumped the 24 the last race of the year. Because they had nothing to win. <clears throat> yeah, so good for them. They're a good pit crew. There's a lot, like I said, there's probably 10 top five pit crews. What? Yeah. So just whoever hits it right is who's no, going to be there's only five. One. Yeah, I know. I know, but there's... I'm not good at math, but I think that's what it is. I know. I'm with you, but that's what it means. What What do you think? Where do you think 12 car stacks up? Still intact? All five the same? We're good enough to win it? Top five every week. We were P4 on the year last year on yearly Like, average. were you the 15th place, 15th, fifth place team, or are you actually a fifth place team? Listen, smartass. There's ten top five teams. It just depends on who does good that week. That's in the top five that week or throughout for, the year. Thanks for clarifying. That no problem. Sense. No problem. Right now, the way you're acting, you would not be the penny stacker of the week. No. Tell me who the penny stacker of the week is. I feel like I have to throw it back to my my bartender buddy from two decades ago, Jeremy, uh, for dropping off some chilies. We still have a lot of chilies to consume, a lot of chips and salsa to consume. So, for that reason, Jeremy the bartender at Chili's is the penny stacker of the week. That's, man, still a crazy story. Life, what is it? Time's a flat circle. It is a flat circle. It's bizarre. really is bizarre, and I'm happy to be linked up with Chili's, and they're happy to be linked up with Stacking Pennies. And I'm happy to read some Penny for Your Thoughts questions. Ooh, hit us. Let's rip. Good. I got two good ones this week. Yeah? From First one's from at Ellis Parker. Okay. Who do you want to be pushing you on the last lap before you make your move? Everybody. Um, <laughs> the whole field. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. Um, because if it all comes down and you know you have a Ford behind you and you have to cover a lane, you know he's not going to cut you a break to get you back in. If there's a Chevy, then you might have like eh, maybe like a 3% chance they'll actually think about it, then not let you in. Uh, but you really would like to have a teammate. And really and truly the only teammates we have are the 77 and the 71. Uh, so if we can somehow get one of those two cars just attached to our bumper and you know you can be aggressive with blocks and you know you got somebody that can stay attached to you and push you if you need it, if the middle opens up, you can shoot it, especially if you have some help. Um, but you want somebody that's not just going to wreck you, right? Like Denny is really good at pushing and not wrecking, uh, and there's certain people – that anybody that watches a super speedway race knows that the people who usually push and then there's a lot of carnage that follows uh you don't want one of those don't guys talk about ricky like that ricky actually ricky and i work together we're like cal mountain jr and ricky bobby shake and we've shaked, bake, we've shaked and baked pretty good we've got the third lane working a couple of times and that's when i wrecked joey at talladega when he pulled up that are you the block. guy no I okay push are you the good, guy man. that you're talking about no i drag okay. brake i'm lifting i'm like yeah Give some nice little nudges. Like, ew, let's go. Hey, great stat I read in here. What? You are second to young Ryan Blaney on Daytona finish average. 11.75. Second best of all drivers to Ryan Blaney, 11.0. Average finish for the last four Daytona 500s. Let's freaking go. I didn't even know that. Well, hey, you might want to bring that up. Question 1A. You know why? Because it pays pretty good. Spin off from that question from at Skip Flores. Are you a key partner Chevy car? Are you privy to those meetings? Or no, not? we don't get that. We you're don't not. get that invite. So we are. Are you closer to? 
No. Does Zane get the invite? Where's the Where's the line? Probably. Drawing? Copy. Probably. Um, we have our own cool kids club with the non-partners, right? So the non-key partner Chevys, two colleagues, call it three Spires, JTG, whatever 62 cars out there. So there won't be there won't be any Ricky Stenhouse blasphemy on here. No, no, uh, I don't want there to hey, be anyway. But I'm but Rick, saying. Ricky will go in there and you'll talk to the driver intros. Hey, what do you think of that? Whatever I got to do to do, I'll do. Yeah. Um, if there's racer. twelve, if there's twelve Fords and he's in the middle of a pack of Fords and they're coming down, he's like, okay, I'm gonna pit this lap, boys, be ready. Yeah. Um, whatever it takes. Where we're we've been having success married up to. You need five. Five is the number of cars. You can't be fast enough with four and six is the same speed as five. So if you can get five cars with good single car pace. You get one, the fastest car to lead the, the draft. You have another fast car in the back of that five lane draft or five car draft. That is the fastest that you can be. Uh, so we're going to try to find five fellas that have some speed, have some experience, have some knowledge, and just miss the big one if it's coming. But sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes you have to jam that thing in there and hope nobody wrecks and hope we come out the other side. Five friendly fellas. Five friendly fellas. Or they could be the other F word, too. It depends how it goes. <laughs> depends. <laughs> okay. uh, last one. Yeah. I know the answer to this. At Blue Marlin 26. There's only one right answer to this. Mm-hmm. What position do you want to be in coming to the last lap? You got it. Anymore with this car, the runs come slower. Um, you you got to be leading. Uh, you have to be in the first two rows on a green, wet, checkered, or even on a restart with 10 to go if you want to win the race. Well, you have to be – you're also yeah, – you're racing potentially to the caution. Yeah. So you have to be leading. Got to be leading at all times because here's my opinion. If we got rid of rear-view cameras, uh, the race would look way different. Yeah. Because you can see runs when they're coming. You can see how close somebody is. Somebody's anticipate. you're anticipating somebody hits you. Uh, because the rear-view camera is such a higher vantage point than what the old mirror is. Because now you can just cover a lane when it's coming because you know where it's at exactly. With the old mirror, you got window braces and NACA ducks and this and that, and you're kind of like guessing. Um, if we got rid of that rear camera, which we won't, the super speedways would get that look of a old school kind of spread out, kind of some late runs uh, back. But when, that's just the evolution of what we got right When now. you are um, learning like in flight school, I think there's the old ad. I think about this. They tell you uh, when you're learning to be a pilot, they tell you you'd much rather be down here wishing you were up there than up there wishing you were down here. And that's mm-hmm. how I see the lead yeah. at, at super speedways. You'd much rather be in the lead. And get crashed in the lead. Yep, than yeah. wishing you were in the lead. Yeah. So. Way harder way harder to get there uh, than it is to stay there. I, I, I've been on both sides. It led some laps, covered some lanes. It's a lot easier to, to maintain that track position when you get it than it is to go try to pass everybody else who is – professionally trying to keep their spot as well so we got we got some season picks buddy after all that's being said all that's talking about it, all the haulers are loaded and they're all southbound but there can only be one come phoenix holding the big trophy you guys got to touch it feel it hold it it now lives at Pen- team penske can you do it again You're damn right i ain't gonna bet against myself ever right. who's your who's your top four Who's your all too soon championship for? I've got, I've got one. I've got a, I've got a championship for. If you want to think about it, I can give you mine. I'll think. You go. Okay, but don't steal mine. Mm-hmm. I know you damn drivers like to 
take credit for. Steal my ideas here. and take everybody's credit. <laughs> uh, Joe Logano, Paul Wolf. Okay. Disney. Motivated. Even your guy. Uh, five car. Cliff Daniels. I, he might be in the championship for the next 15 years. Could be. Tyler Reddick. I think he has a breakout season. I think yep. if there's anybody that could be like William Byron was last year, it's mm. Tyler Reddick. He's got the pace. His team's together. I'm picking a Toyota, and it's Tyler Reddick. And, of course, I'm picking us because two Penske cars. that's the team I'm on. Two Penske cars. They're the only team that's won a championship with the next-gen car. You're not wrong. And they got the dark horse. They didn't go. I There's a lot of there's a lot of smart people working for it. Their cars weren't great last year, the new aero deal. They, I don't know. They got the dark horse now. You look at them front fenders, and they get my motor running, buddy. And that, that's what I'm saying. They didn't make it worse. They didn't make it worse. So we'll see. We'll see if they made it better. Yeah, we'll see if they get the balance dialed in on that thing. So give me your four. Denny coming out hot. It should scare everybody. Shoulders feeling good. He doesn't have a bum bum fender like he was talking about in the Netflix documentary. So he's got a he's got a brand new fender on that thing. His right right shoulders healed up good. The eleven car is going to be strong uh, from start to finish. The tw- the twenty has been clutch in that round of eight. Winning the last two years to punch his ticket into the the round of four, but I don't think that they're going to do it this year. Um, so I'm going to go the five over the 24. I feel like one of those four get in. 24s, Martinsville scared the crap out of me this past. They were not good. Um, so I think Cliff and Kyle really – focus they don't like being outrun by 24 or anybody for that matter but they were uh not the winningest car in camp so they're going to probably adjust from that they're going to be set on kill kyle we have to win more races this, than rudy and william this is unacceptable we have to win more <laughs> so more more than william byron the six wins last year is a big number and tall task but I, if anybody can do it, it's the guy that won 11 races last year or two years ago before we went to the next-gen car, and we all know Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson is a dog. Uh, so I'm going to go Hamlin, Larson. I like the Tyler Reddick pick, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go there. Um, Good. Yeah, it's a, I like me. that. I like that. I'll give you that one. Um, let's go. Jo- I like Joey. Yep. See him pretty much every commercial there is out there. He's on Hair Club for Mel with Frankie, Frankie Munez. He's drinking a Coke on the corner gas station. He's, he's everywhere. Can't get away from him. 11, 5, 22, and... Right. Can I go Ross? Right, why not? He won a Phoenix. The Melon Man. End of the year hot. What's your 235? I don't know. I feel like I'd get winded if I run <laughs> 235 feet right now. <laughs> Too many, too much chilies chips today. Yeah, too too many chips to run my two thirty five today. But I think Ross's two thirty five is going to at least get them to Phoenix. I think that's a motivated group. They got a big partner in Bush Light that they have to perform for. Well, it would really it. it would really grind my gears if we didn't make the championship four this year. But what grinds your gears? I think what really grinds my gears this week is that the drinking word in the offseason is, is excited. You know what really grinds my gears? How many people can't figure out another word to say other than excited? I'm excited to do this. I'm excited for Daytona. I'm excited for the Clash. I'm excited for this new partner. I'm excited for a new crew chief. I'm excited. Say and I don't know. Say something else. Fired up. Say I'm fired up. 
I'm freaking fired up. Yeah. Something else. Tired of excited. Tired My of gears it. are ground down every time somebody says, you know, I'm, just, I'm really excited. I'm sick of it. Just give me the high gear. Give it to me. I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got gone. high gear because it's, it's damn gone. I'm excited. It's ground down. Ground down to a damn pulp. Ugh. So stop saying you're excited. Jeez. You know what grinds my gears? Google synonyms for excited and then just pick a couple more. You brought this up this morning. What? How freaking expensive Disney's tickets are. Oh, my God. I I get going. You called me this morning. I called you and you said, uh, I'm buying, about to rifle off 500 bucks for Disney tickets. I said, damn it. You got off easy. Half price. Yeah, golly. Yeah, I have an infant. I'm going to pay for it. Still 500 bucks. You got that damn driver uh, discount. I guess. I'm here paying full price pit crew member. (laughs) Nothing. Not even nothing. Yeah, I hate that for you. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, when I got to bring all three of them Rugrats down there all of age, I'm, I'm pull a second mortgage out of my house. You give Mickey a piece of my mind. I will. Huh? I will. They don't shoot. They don't make those places that big for nothing. Yep. Well, you know what else to grab my gears? If you don't tweet us, you're at Penny for your thoughts, questions this week. We need, we need them. We love them. We'd love to answer them. Love to talk about them. Hashtag Penny for your thoughts on Twitter. Um I just, you know what? I'm just excited, guys. <laughs> well, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited to go down to Daytona. Or just go week. the other way when you go to the media center. I'm pissed to be here. I don't I'm pissed be here. off. I want to be on my couch I'm pissed watching off. Blue with my kids. I don't, this is How many damn times do I got to come down here and tell you all the same thing? I'm pissed off about I, it. I haven't been looking forward to this at all. <laughs> yep. I've been sitting around 15 weeks. I am pissed off. I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> just flip the script. Yeah. So, also, hey. Now, there's no excuse if you don't listen to us. Uh, you, you, there's enough hours in the day. You can listen to SiriusXM, or you can go find it on the app, SiriusXM Channel 90. Or you can listen to us on your podcast, just audio, where you don't get to see this cool set in the nonsense garage like you can on YouTube, on NASCAR's YouTube page, as, as always, to scope this thing out. Because we're, we're doing some little, not really changing up every week, but we're changing it up a little bit. we got some different helmets. We obviously have the Presidente Margarita Shaker here for you. Um Copperdale. We're going to add some little trinkets. Also, every week we have been giving away, and we're going to give away on social media at underscore stacking pennies something from Arctic once a week. That could be a cooler. That could be a tumbler. That could be, I don't know, some backpack. They make so much stuff, it's going to knock your hair off. So there's going to be trivia questions each and every week, and we're going to pick somebody, and they're going to be the winner of something Arctic. So don't miss that. Uh, don't miss that. Go follow that and go give your correct answer for that trivia question. That's all, guys. I got to get the bus loaded down. We got to go. I got to go eat some more chilies because we got a bunch of stuff. And we got to go try to put that seven car in victory lane for the Harley J. Earl trophy, buddy. Let's go. Hey, good luck. You're going to have to beat the only guy that has a better that has fitness. a better average than you and a better looking front tire changer. Let's, uh, right. Jafar's a good looking fella. <laughs> he probably, yeah, you he probably is. got he's me got, beat on that. He definitely don't have the dad bod like you either. Hey, he's got a six pack. Right. Hey, it's all right. I'll see him on period. <laughs> I'll catch him down the road. I'll see you there. <laughs> and we'll see y'all too. I hope uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And then one last thing, if you just happen to be walking around Daytona, we're going to be doing a little live show. It won't be living on all this other stuff that you see this. We're just going to be out there chopping it up. We're going to have some chilies. We're going to have some this. We're going to have some that. And we're going to go interact with the fans. What is that, 12 o'clock? 12 o'clock on Saturday? O'clock. If you hear us talking, it's not pre-recorded. It's live, so come see us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the infield fi- stage, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be down there stacking pennies on Saturday. So excited to see y'all in pors- in person, in person, person, right in- under the Florida sunshine. Mm. We'll be down there. 
Hopefully you will. If not, you can tune in on Fox. We'll be there. Daytona 500. Man, I'm next excited. Week. I'm damn excited. <laughs>